Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's hello? What's hello? Where's that coming from? What? What's what? What coming from? This huge like music that just Did no one else hear that no you're having a breakdown on air here so it, it, what's going on mate oh mate i'm not did did did, did no if one of you got like a um uh like a pop-up ad open no nothing nothing at all mate i don't know i heard it through the skype all right fuck it um ignore that it might be my I, I... so it's just you, you can't smell burnt toast as well Oh, maybe me. Okay, all right. Um... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. Uh, it's a it's a full house this week. Hello, Raj. Hello, Seb. How are you both doing, lads? Doing good, thanks, Jack. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I'm I'm Jack. So I didn't I didn't introduce myself this week. I'm it avoids that awkward kind of the man who needs no introduction. That's it. That's it. That's the line I should have gone with. Fuck. Maybe I'll have a Westwood type. Uh, explosion or something like that. no we tried the air horn before didn't we and it got yeah. banned mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back one I, day. I i really like the air horn i mean i, I was just gonna say that I, I cultural it. appropriation oh was it That's true. okay yeah okay i guess so it's true i'm, I'm good at that i like being a bit that um seeing you wearing bindies on a night out <laughs> uh only at music festivals mate you know it's acceptable <laughs> there uh, <laughs> um How's uh how's it going, lads? Hey, both. How are you? How are you acclimatizing to life back in the UK now, Ross? I'm fine. I'm fine. I've had, I've had me normal normal sized portions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, my blood sugar's gone down by about half. Yeah. Um. But no, I'm I'm happy. Um. I, I, nice to be back at work and sort of stop this slob of a summer that I've had. Um. So it's uh, it's it's pleasant. I've had my birthday so. Just to have my knuckle down now and, uh, and crack on with, with all that sort of a business. Did, did you go to the cinema? In the I end? did indeed. I, I didn't go and see War Dogs because my little sister was with us and uh, she's not old enough. And um, so she's... sausage sausage party then? <laughs> no, she's. Um, <laughs> I do want to see that though. She's uh, she's twelve, so um, she she wouldn't pass off for a fifteen year old. Um, but we went to go see uh, Cafe Society instead, uh, okay. which my family weren't entirely taken with, but. It was my birthday, so I didn't care much. Um, yeah, and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard it's one of his because his latter day films have all been a bit crap. But we're jumping ahead of the curve here. This is we're not supposed to do this bit at the, at the start. So, um, well, we kind of can. We can be a bit more liberal with our pacing this time because we haven't actually played a game last week. Um, and I don't know about you two. I can't really be asked to talk about the England match. Really, no, no, yeah. God, God, no, 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 no. It doesn't have any Ali- bearing on us whatsoever. I don't no. think. 
Ali as, looked all right. That's about it. As Danny long as Rose. our players don't come back injured, then you know we've we've been escaped and been happy with it. I think. All right then. Um, Danny Rose, though, I don't know if you saw. Just today has uh, said he wants to spend the rest of his career at Tottenham. So there you go. I love him. Harry Kane said that the other day as well, didn't he? He won't though. <laughs> so he should be cynical, but he won't. He's off. As soon as we get Barca come in for him, he's gone. And fair play. Um, oh, God, that's starting on a bit of a dodgy note, hasn't it? I don't like the silence I've cast you both into <laughs> yeah. there with that one either. It's just hard to argue with. Yeah, I don't. Let's not, let's not go down this rabbit hole, should we? Yeah. Oh, well, it's not often you say that one, is it, though, Sam? <laughs> did you see. Did uh, you ignored that Jack's advances earlier when he uh, copied you into a, a tweet with John's oh, yeah. new aubergine flavored condom? Yeah, but when, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I see that happen, though, when I see Jack do that, it's fine. But then I saw <laughs> CC Raj Baines, and I just thought, yeah, I, well, it, this conversation doesn't need me. It no, just do, like... you, do, you know, do you know what it is, Raj? It's since he's got, he's changed since he got that blue tick. <laughs> I bet all he looks at now is the blue tick mentions cue now <laughs> that he told us about. I've got my filter on and That's I can it. no longer see either of you. So You've changed. I was actually spe- I was speaking to someone the other day about it um, that recently got one through work rather than applying for it. And they're like, oh, you actually like people treat you with more respect once you've got one. And he goes, oh, you should apply. And I was like, no, I just, I couldn't live with myself if I'd like oh, done it. No, I'm calling bullshit on that, Rog. I don't believe for a second that in the idle minutes while you were in uh, in America... I had better things to do, mate. I had better things to do. Didn't bollocks. I guarantee you, I've I've, I've won. You know what I'm like, Seb. (laughs) Seb, you know the the pride that I have in my life. You reckon I will ask for something like that? I would rather go down, sort of like without work and you know hungry than than ask for recognition. Yeah, I probably agree with you there a little bit. I um flies. We we've had so many discussions, Seb, that have ended in you going, "Yeah, but think of the money," and me going, "No, Seb, don't think of the money." No, I mean always think of the money. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. No, I'm capitalist. Not ashamed yeah. of that. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a communist. I'm not ashamed of that. Mm. Wow. All right, anyway. cool, Ben. All right, Seb. Video. <laughs> Couple of Facebook statuses about you know private school. And here we go, he's having popping off at the, the little yeah, people. Absolutely right. Just because my first school was a bloody university crash, don't mean you're a better person than I am, Sebastian. No, no, it does, mate. Definitely does. <laughs> Blue tick, drive education. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, let's move on before people like take the, me seriously the, the, and start The pair of you have Twitter. had a meltdown before I have. This is, this is unprecedented territory. I'm mate, making this up. Like, <laughs> you melted down sit, before either of us. Just sitting back with my popcorn. That's it. <laughs> Glass of wine. Enjoying this one. I actually do have a glass of wine on the go. Oh, well. nice. What have you got? Red or white? Bit of red, obviously. Don't drink white. I'm not an animal. I um, I think I might start trying to drink uh, wine because I've never drunk it before. But I think I might because I'm obviously an older man now. I want to sort of refine <laughs> myself and become more cultured. Uh, I think in my 24th year, wine is going to be my big thing. I'm going to check it on head on. To be fair, mate, I only probably started drinking red wine when I was about... 29 like i it really didn't it really do it for me and then i just had one one evening when i was like wow this is it this is this is a life-changing it's a different type of drug i don't know you can't you can't spend a whole night getting pissed on red wine 
sort of like with the also it turns your you um, it turns your lips black as well after after you, after you drink it for a while. Like it's sort of no, that's the, smoking weed, mate. Well, that's when the ashes no, go. No, no, no. It's so if you drink um if you drink enough red wine, you get this sort of weird crusty bit around your um uh around your your lips. Really gross, horrible. It's just, it's 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 a nice. It's a nice feeling, though, red wine. That's <laughs> yeah. all I can say. Warm. It's good. Yeah. It takes it away nice. the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do some... Let's do some... Before we hear your chat with the person that supports the awful, horrible, worst club in the world, Stoke City, Yeah. Um, let's do some of our listener questions. Already, we're gonna jump in. Yeah, we're gonna do listener questions from Jesus. me off, mate. We're gonna do it that way. Yeah, this is it, mate. This is brave new world shit. Brave new world. Should we not talk about the um, transfer window first? Ah, fuck it. Who cares? Um, they've all done it to death. All of them. Fuck Sissoko. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> seconded, 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 seconded. Oliver Abrams at Oli Abrams asks us. Is, see, this is why I've jumped into this, because, you know, you'll see. All will become clear. Method to the madness. Is Sissoko Poch's greatest challenge? Silence. Yeah, probably. I mean, given the fact that he started off on such a rocky foundation with the fan base, um, new signings usually have that sort of almost a grace period. Um, where you you know you really want them to do well and you sort of you're excited that you've got a new face in the squad, but he's he's coming with almost a, an Adi Bayor level of sort of um, concern and, and second guessing, and I think all three of us have, have contributed to that and we, we've we've reasoned so. Um, it's not as if we've we've just suddenly started a, a witch hunt over over a random player or anything like that. There are a genuine and legitimate and, and well found and observed reasons to. Um, to question his temperament and his his attitude and his behaviour, um, so I think that is that's that's his his thing. His ability is, is never really been in question because no, the no. issue is when he wants to play, he can play extremely well. If you watched him in the Euros, even in the the final, he's probably France's best player, um, which you know is is no small achievement. But you counter you, that you, with what he did for Newcastle. Do you also remember his debut for Newcastle in that Chelsea game when he looked absolutely astonishing? Yeah, like he scored he looked, twice. Yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, and just completely bossed the entire game. And I can remember everyone being like, who the fuck is this guy that Newcastle have signed? He's absolutely amazing. And then that player was rarely seen again. Although he's, he's, he spanked us a couple of times. He was pretty decent against us in that 5-1 as it's well. because he's an but, Arsenal fan. Yeah, annoyingly so. But um, a, a, a good pal of mine, Dan... Um, from Durham, he's a he's Sounds a season ticket holder up at Newcastle. You might be listening, actually. Hello, hello, Dan, if you're listening. Um, he's uh, he he couldn't really believe it. He he was laughing at me the fact we'd spent all that money. He seems we to be. We haven't spent all that money. This is the saving grace of it all, and and perhaps um, one of the things that we should maybe be thankful that Daniel Levy is there for is that. It's essentially a five-year loan deal where we pay him six million a year to have him, but we've got him permanently. We don't actually. We've not paid a lump sum. There's nothing up front. It is. It's structured that we pay them six million for every season he's here, and if he goes before that, we stop paying them. So no, mate, that's not true. That's that's how it's been reported. Everywhere. No, no, I've seen it reported differently. I've seen it reported as if we sell him within a certain period of time, we're on the hook for the whole lot. 
And I believe that version because I can't believe that Ashley would be so foolish because what would then stop us saying, right, we'll have them for 18 months and then, you know, 9 million quid and then we'll double our money. It's just, it, it's unrealistic, I think. I like either to way it. though, that 6 million a year kind of route bothers me somewhat as well because, I mean, it's no secret the fact that he's a divisive figure, but for a club to want a player gone that badly that they'd agree to that kind of deal yeah. isn't a good sign for me either. But it, it does seem pretty much that he is Newcastle's Paulinho exactly that player that yeah. that we had in Paulinho came with a lot of promise had the capability to be a very good player but showed I think he played a lot better in in the times that he did perform very well I think he performed a lot better than Paulinho ever managed yeah I, I agree we had, that, we had one good half from Paulinho against Stoke didn't we yeah, and then he got crocked that was it actually it what that was, that was Polinia's Tottenham career. If Sissoko was younger, I'd be, I'd be a lot happier about it. If, if he was sort of 22, 23, and, and you could still, um, you could still explain away sort of his attitude with immaturity, then I'd say, okay, well, you know, Poch is pretty good at you know uh, at um, changing malleable players and 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 altering their shape to fit the sort of the, the Tottenham purpose. But you know, he's twenty seven years old. He's a 30 million pound player. I know it's a structured deal, but he is still a 30 million pound player. He's a French international. It, it, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it seems like a lunge. I know I said this on Twitter and, and people had a go at me, but you know, if he was really, I, I know Pochettino urged Levy to match the asking price. Um, but that's the side of it. I can, I can get on board with. I'll be honest. I, I, that, that may, that appeased me a little bit, but then you, you also, he, he was available for six weeks. And not only did we leave until the last day, but we, well, last 48 hours, but we, you know, we went through other players too. I mean, Pochettino evidently wanted Wilfred Zaha more than Sissoko. And, you know, with respect to Wilfred Zaha, that, that's, that's kind of damning. I Do you think it's because we didn't get Mayer? Uh, we went in for Sissoko I, I don't know, mate. I, that, that, I mean, I only ever saw that as a rumour on kind of dodgy... German websites. I never saw anyone seriously report that. Yeah, who doesn't believe dodgy German websites? <laughs> Come on, mate, it's what transfer deadline day is all about. I, I just, I, I mean, I, I didn't see any anyone serious report it. I mean, you know, in, in any kind of substantial way. Maybe I, I just it, I, I, I don't know. It just it it was it was just a bit too. If it, if we hadn't if we didn't have the history that we do, and if we hadn't you know, um, if we didn't have a tradition of making lunges at you know the final hours of a transfer window. I'd be okay with it, but it just seemed like one of those, oh, Levy's got this player on his list. There's no one else left. Pochettino desperately needs um, dynamism and, and a bit of pace and someone that can actually break the lines of a defense. And yes, Sissoko does those things, and so you could kind of explain it that way, but it just sounds like you're sort of, I don't know, it's a kind of a, a, a bit of a, um, a retro justification. Um, it's like, uh, you know, when you go into a supermarket and... Uh, there's only one pint of milk on the shelf. You don't really care whether it's a red or a green top or, you know, or what brand it is. You just go, well, it's milk, so I'll take it. And that that's how I feel about Sissoko. Um, and, like, Roger's right in terms of, like, the, you know, there's, there's no honeymoon period here. You know, the moment our fan base sees him walking without the ball, which he did a lot of at Newcastle, or sort of jogging around the pitch, they'll be on his back, and rightly so. Um, because it's just, yeah, I... I, I I don't understand and I still don't love to be proven wrong. I hope he wins the Ballon d'Or, but you know, I think it's legitimate to, to be concerned. 
I think the devil's advocate of that is the the fact that we have had so many windows in in the recent history and even longer history under Levy where we have made these eleventh hour bids or or even later sometimes um, for players that are, you know would fit a, a, a gap that is legitimately there within the squad and it's almost seemed as if it was more of a a gesture to appease and ever a, a sort of a, a meaningful attempt at a transfer and the fact that they've actually gone through and, and sort of bitten the bullet this time and the fact that as you, as you rightly point so it was um, it seems to have been driven by Pochettino more than anybody else mm. um, that accusation somewhat that you know the, the, the chairman doesn't back his manager is um, is made weaker by that I mean it's it's not the the player or the person that perhaps would have wanted um, and you know we can only say so many times that you know we complain when, when people don't give anyone a chance but if there's a player in the world that that probably does need questioning, and you know, being publicly questioned might actually do them some good. It's, it's you know, this lad here. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, and like you say, we hope he does well. But there are concerns. But there are also you know things within the club that sort of help the thinking behind the deal make a little bit more sense rather than just who it is. Yeah, I, th- I think also, you know what, Like, I-, I think it's fair to say that of all the Tottenham managers, you know, in our recent past, Pochettino is the one that you would trust to get something out of Sissoko. And there, look, I, there's no, like I said right at the beginning, like, the guy's talented and there is a huge upside to him. Um, so, you know, that I, that's, you know, that makes me feel calmer. I, I just think that, yeah, I, I just think we've settled for Don't, for don't something. you think that? I mean, I think my, my issue with Sissoko is that, we're obviously going to see this. I mean, the way I see it playing out personally is that he's obviously going to go through some sort of a purple patch, right? yeah, whether yeah, it's yeah, from yeah. the start or whether it's not, you know, a few games in, he's going to have a patch where he looks fucking brilliant and people will say, yeah, good investment by Spurs. And, you know, you'll get some snark back from articles you posted, a few comedy retweets, haha, you know, look at this, whatever. Yeah. But to me, ultimately, his default setting, the kind of his resting place is this kind of disinterested, yeah, surly, happy to sit back, surly, not yeah. bothered type footballer. And to me, I, always in the back of my mind is, it's a matter of time before he reverts back to that mode. He gets yeah. more comfortable at Spurs. You know, the spotlight, the initial spotlight of will he perform is off of him. And then Sissoko comes back. Uh, you know? and, spot on, Jack. You know, I, I think he'll start very well. I think he, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts at Stoke. Um, purely because I think there's a little bit of a doubt over Eric Lamella. Um, and yeah, he'll give us five good games. And then I, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if he's gone in 18 months' time. Um, I think, um, yeah. I think the the point that's, that's worth making as well that, that Jack alluded to is the success we've had under Pochettino is the fact that all those lads that are playing, they don't give anything less than six or seven out of ten every week for Tottenham. And while it's nice to have a player who might occasionally hit nine or ten, you'd rather he had a more yeah. consistent basis. You don't want somebody who's hitting two and three, you know, three times a month and then they're the best player in the world the fourth time around. That's 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 not the way this club has worked no. and got its success over the past couple of seasons. And it's that sort of it's it's that maths and the fact that we got so comfortable with transfers making sense and yeah. and players buying into a collective thing that this one just is so left field and, and so out of the blue that um it has it, been it, 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 hard it really to process. is bizarre, isn't it? It really is <laughs> it really is a bizarre one. I, I couldn't 
I still can't, and I couldn't wrap my head around it on that. But like you say, for the for exact reason you've specified, there is that it just he just seems so unlike a Pochettino player, and it seems so unlike a, a, a Tottenham purchase under this whatever this new directive that we seem to be running under. But um, anyway, you, you kind of alluded to it there, Seb. But Broadway Danny Rose at King Twenty Six Ledley asks us with Lamella set to miss the Stoke game. Who comes in for him, Sissoko or Son? Mm. And he actually says, P.S., this question isn't directed towards Seb. Ah, uh, okay. It's uh, surely going to be Sissoko, though, isn't it? You'd imagine, imagine. So, yeah. 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 No, I, I don't. I mean, I, you know, again, happy to prove wrong. I, I don't really see the point in Son at this point. I mean, um, <laughs> no, well, I, 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 th- I think if you have complete Sorry. faith in Son, I don't think you spend 30 million quid on, on Sissoko. I think you, you, you say, instead of doing this, we try and get a, a reaction out of him. Or we try and, I, I don't know. I mean, I, It's I, a different I, hole in the squad, I think. I think they're completely uh, irrelevant and mutually exclusive. Uh, I don't think so, mate. They both, they both can occupy the same position. Well, I mean, in, interestingly enough, I've heard it alleged. I've heard it alleged from the, from the, from the ever-reliable source that is people gossiping on Twitter <laughs> that uh, Pochettino wasn't you know averse to losing son this summer however the transfer committee overall decided that son should stay at spurs um, so so in in the respect that you know perhaps maybe pochettino got his man in sissoko because he lost the battle to get son out yeah, and doesn't, doesn't imagine if son me. on mason had gone in the same window that that t- seb meltdown would have gone down in folklore <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I thought because I, I mean, if if, if the the story about Wolfsburg bidding twenty four million is true, I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity. I, I think um, I know wages and everything, but to turn on a, a profit on a player that's done nothing for a year would have been, um, yeah, would, would have been would have been there's nice. A footballer in there, Seb. There's there are without there, you, right? that. That's the frustration, Jack. Clearly, there's a footballer in there. I think it's a there. case of cutting off your nose to spite your face as well, with just how thin on the ground that squad already was to. To sell a player without, That's probably, you know, yeah, that was probably having a it. replacement already lined up, and you know the fact that Zaha wasn't going to come, which is you know troubling enough if that's your your first choice. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely is another thing. I, I have a I have a baseless, utterly baseless <laughs> opinion that uh, I have many of those actually, but um, in this instance, that Encodu the title of your Rob, the title of your Rob, Encodu, I really like. I, I, I think I he's going to be great, mate. Yeah, I think I'm really always, excited I think he's about him. Be really good. Yeah, he's I been mean, training them with us for about six months now, so he should be uh, <laughs> <laughs> familiar with the tactics. But as I was saying, like it just it struck me straight away when I saw his like his. It, it, it's a it is a weird. It's a bit of an Eileen Drury type thing to say, but he's just got like an aura about him. You mm. could see it in in his interviews, just the confidence and the way he expressed himself. He just looked like a guy that was just ready for it. I don't know. I mean, because you could say Lewis Holtby had that and was kind of pretty ineffectual for us but i still think holby got a bit of a bad time but um i thought holby was quite a good player i mean i yeah, I, I, I understood why, right. why he left but i i i think the sort of you know people reducing him to kind of jamie o'hara with social media skills is really harsh i thought well, it's quite funny though it's quite funny. yeah very very funny but i mean i uh, you know he um yeah he, there, yeah, he there was, was a player there but he yeah he deserved but, to go in the end I guess. Fuck yeah, anyway. Lewis Holtby's yeah, proof as well that we're not a club that's adverse of buying a player and flipping him a year later for profit so yeah, yeah. The, there might be more to that something than, than meets the eye I um, also Encodo is another one I mean if you brought in Encodo and, and Sissoko I, I don't really under, I, I don't know where Son is, is actually going to play I mean 
he offers support in in on the left and the right, I guess. But uh, see, it's bizarre because I always thought he made his name playing as like a well, kind of like a number ten, didn't he? And so I I would always assume that he was going to be like that natural foil dash competition for. Kane slash Ericsson. He was kind he was of a be... from the left sort of player. I mean, not necessarily as like a pure touchline winger, but like from the left. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I I guess he could play number. He's only got the ability and the kind of the 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 type of attributes to play as a number ten. But I um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I I I'd love him to sort of. I'd love Son to click just to because he is obviously very capable. I just I just don't see. Um, no, let's not do this again. <laughs> you can't help it. You can't help yourself. Mate. He just frustrates me. He's keep scra- he's it's, it's, you know, so it's like a big, talented. Big scab. You keep picking I can't, at him. I know. I, I can't resist. Just, it. it annoys Don't me. Passed over it. All right. He's Stop so it. talented. He could just. He could be great. But yeah. Anyway, move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Yeah. Um, Ryan at Kohlberg Rye asks us, "Do you think that EPL?" He says should have a winter break like the German league instead of cramming in a bunch of fixtures. No, I love the winter program. Boxing Day football. I, no, I, I don't care about the conditioning issue. I, I love it. It's, I've grown up with it and it's part of it. And, and what, what the hell are you going to do on Boxing Day without it? <laughs> Talk to your relatives. I mean, come on. Eat loads. <laughs> yeah, well, but do, the, do that the day before. Do that way, anyway, yeah. Jack. But yeah. I, no, no, no. It's tradition. No, no, absolutely not. No, I and and burnout so bad. I mean, but I, I, what would we do? It'd be like a huge international break just with no internationals. It'd be terrible. I definitely agree. But and but. the the other thing with international breaks is, oh, not international breaks. Sorry, winter breaks is the teams that actually do have them. They end up just fitting in another press Friendly tour or commercial like, tour. This is it. Yeah, this is we're going to go yeah. to. We're going to be playing out of Mongolia for, yeah. to sell a few shirts, and it's there's no fucking point. We may as well be playing competitive football that, during that time. That was yeah, a bit exactly, accidental, man. Tim Sherwood, though. Well, out of Mongolia. Yeah, yeah no, that, well, that, that I, was I, full Brexit, Rog, that. I only say that because I don't want to name a specific country and then have fans from that country get annoyed with us. No, fucking so massive for... in Mongolia, so you, 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 you fucked yeah. us there. I apologise to our Mongolian fans. There you go, good man. Um, let's have a look. <laughs> that was quite good. Um... Oh, that's a TV one. I'm not gonna, don't want to do a TV one yet. Uh, at Stylish Riot, what's Jim? What's he asked? That what sounds is, like an indie band from 2000. What is Tetrunk's favourite chant sung about Spurs by a rival? He's luring me into a... I always get stuck in my head, right? I'm, I'm sorry for what you're about to hear, listeners, <laughs> and you two. In a loop... In my head, it's so much so I actually walk around my house singing it, much to the annoyance of my Tottenham supporting girlfriend as well. Is that fucking Chelsea chant? That double, double, double. John Terry has won the double. And the shit from the lane of one fuck all again. And John Terry has won the double. Two, three, four. Repeat. Ad finitum. Stop breaking the third wall. Fourth wall. Breaking the third wall. Yeah, stop breaking the third one and the fourth one, Charlotte, right? Um, yeah. I, 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 I want to share something truly horrific from Chelsea. Actually, they um, at the beginning of games, they've got their um, they've got this little on pitch guy that roams around and and, and is and this why they did that? It's just before that they um, they their guy comes on and he reads out the teams. 
when he gets to Gary Cahill, he um, mate, it's just it's awful. Um, he um, he, he reads out all the other players normally, and then when he gets to Cahill, he does this Premier League winning, FA Cup winning, League Cup winning, Europa League Cup winning, Champions League winning. Gary Cahill. It's like this weird little parody of of. I don't know. It's just it's bizarre, and it's also. It's, and then you think about Ledley King with his League Cup medal in the. Well, Peace I, Cup medal. I just I, I was sat there, and I I was actually sat next to a couple of Spurs fans in the press box, and um, just turned to each other and was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> it's Gary yeah. Cahill. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, that's. Oh, They've got quite a few good chants about us, actually, Chelsea. That that I've are you a Chelsea well, fan in disguise, mate? That sh- that the the Will I Am one is good as well. It's a catchy chant. What's that? It's, it's quite funny. Mm. It's the uh, the shit from Tottenham or his flight. The Will I Am saw the light. He got the call from Abramovich, and off he went to Stamford Bridge. He hates Tottenham. He hates Tottenham, and so on and so forth again. It's uh. Quite like it. It's quite funny. How's your Stamford Bridge season ticket treating? You? Oh, mate, just, you know me. Anything, anything that pokes the crab. Rumble. I, like, I just like it. That bit of rustling. Can't, I can't. I just live up the fucking road from Stamford Bridge as well. So uh, maybe it's maybe it's something in the water. Maybe I've been infected. infected. Perhaps I'm. Yeah. Perhaps I'm just a prick. That, that could be. That could be more of a. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't like any Arsenal. Well, Arsenal don't have any chance, really, do they? No, they no, just say Arsenal no, no. loads they, of times. They, they, they do, big do some clapping. Flag. I like they it when we, um, when we used to play Leeds away and they'd chant things like soft southern bastards and I'd get to join in in the away end. That was always a laugh. We all like Leeds scum. Is just, you can just sing that forever. We, when we used to go to, to Rhinos when we were kids, I used to go with one of my mates from, from school and from rugby and uh, it was both our old men that were, went with us and took us... Um, and his dad always went away. Fans used to, to sing that. He'd turn to us and he goes, "Who's Leon? Why do they hate his cum?" <laughs> Which you know, like when you when you when you yeah when you're ten makes you laugh. No. I don't think I knew what cum was when I was ten, mate. You don't <laughs> grow up up north with with dads that you know, teach you <laughs> so that you'd you'd know their jokes. Uh, let's uh, on <laughs> on. Uh, Let's end that cummy note there uh, and cut to Raj, not Raj, Seb even. Sorry, I'm so, I'm sorry, Seb, I don't mean to undermine your abilities. I just don't, I don't ever recall you recording one on your own. Actually, you recorded one with Musa, didn't you? I did. That was easier though. I'm, you know, that was, that was a, a soft landing. It's a safe place, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that, that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, here's, uh, here's Seb talking to Mark Holmes about fucking rugby and inbred people. Hello, uh, welcome back to our interview bit on Rule the Roost. Um, we're joined again, as usual, when we play Stoke by Mark, formerly of Team Talk, um, who is has just started a new venture. Um, Mark, do you want to talk to us a little bit before we get going about what Planet Football does? Is yeah, of course. Yeah, I worked for for Team Talk for ten years, as, as some people may know. Um, it's still with the same company, but we set up a new brand called Planet Football. Um, the idea behind it being it's a celebration of everything that's great about football. And the reason being is that I think there's a lot of negativity about, you know, different things that footballers do and a lot of moaning. And I just wanted to do something really positive, really. So we're only on Facebook at the moment, but um, feel free to go and check us out and hopefully you'll see something that you like, maybe from a Spurs perspective. But if not, something that might make you 
laugh and you know hopefully everyone can can come together and enjoy what we're doing okay so we can point and laugh at jack wilshire hopefully somewhere somewhere within uh, this i'm sure you'll get a chance yeah, yeah. That's kind of all we want really um, <laughs> all right let's talk about stoke okay so um uh, transfer deadline day was what it always is just a big massive terrible sky sports presenters in bright vibrant yellow uh talking bollocks and recycling uh things that they've seen on twitter but you did pretty well for yourself we did. We needed to because yeah. we went into the last day really, really, you know, weak up front and at the back. Um, and we've not too many links, to be honest. We, we were after Berahino, an old Spurs target. <laughs> um, but it was becoming clear that that probably wasn't going to happen. So to get Wilfred Bonney, oh, yeah. you know, on the last day, we, we were absolutely delighted about that. I mean, personally, I think he's probably a better fit for the, the sort of role that we need him to play, which is a lone forward. Yeah. I was never too sure how Berahino would fit in now, although I think he's a good player. Um, and at the back, you know, for a few seasons now, we've but we've been starting to struggle. Um, so we needed we needed someone in there. But again, it didn't look as though we were going to get our targets because Phil Jones was told he couldn't leave Manchester United. Um, Sarko at Liverpool seemingly didn't want to leave, despite being told he could leave. So, um, you know, to get Bruno Martins in D is good. We're not too sure how he'll adapt, like any player that you bring from a different league. Um, but he's strong and he's quick, which is exactly what we needed because we are a little bit slow at the back. So mm. hopefully he'll really improve us. And, 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 yeah, we can be really happy with what we've done in this window. I think you sidestepped a few landmines there, actually, Mark, because, I mean, Phil Jones, Mamadou Sarko, I mean, you know, I, I, for me anyway, Martins Indy is the better player of all three of those. Um, yeah, I think I think Martin's India is, is probably a little bit like Sarko in a way that he's a good player with a rick in him. That's yeah. that's my that's my perception of Sarko and well maybe more than one. And, just yeah, <laughs> well possibly yeah, <laughs> a couple should we say to be generous. yeah a yeah. few. Um, and talking of Liverpool players, uh, you obviously uh, I've got to hear that you spent thirteen million on Joe Allen over the summer. How's he? Um, How's he started life at the uh, it's the Bet365 stadium now, isn't it, rather than the Britannia? It is, yeah, well remembered. Uh, really well, actually, really, really well. I wasn't too sure whether signing a new midfielder was the best idea, purely because we signed, you know, we spent a lot of money on Gianelli and Bula in January. phenomenal, by the way, in my opinion. He's, uh, I mean, if he didn't play for Stoke, with respect, if he played for a club with a bit more visibility and who were on TV a bit more often, People would uh, already be falling in love with him. He's, uh, yeah, force of nature. Well, he's he's got he's got incredible ability and his dribbling ability. You know, in in central midfielders, yeah. you don't see that often. You've got one yourselves actually, and Dembele who have always rated in that respect, and yeah. and he is excellent in terms of carrying the ball. But defensively, he's got a lot to learn, and he's young, and he's only had six months in the league. So I wasn't sure whether adding another central midfielder to the mix would be a good idea. Um, and we're still not too sure whether the two of them are going to play together because it looks as if Glenn Whelan's going to hold on to that, that holding role. So we're not too sure how all the new players are going to fit in yet, but Alan, in his couple of appearances, has probably been our, our best player, actually. The energy that he gives in, in just chasing. He is yeah. he is a box-to-box player, which, again, is quite rare, I think, in modern-day terms, in midfield terms, you tend to be a holder or or a number ten. There's not too many of those players that that chase about, 
in both boxes and he's done that which we've missed because we've not got a lot of energy in the team so I've been really really impressed with him it's a lot of money but so is every transfer these days you so can't I'm not too do anything that. for under 10 million pounds now anyway so, exactly you know, it's just no uh, there's no real value or at least the perception of value has completely changed uh first three games uh you haven't won yet um no. you got held at Barra. you got I, I mean you lost at home to man city but i i think everyone agrees that that 4-1 scoreline flattered them a little bit because you you were in the game for a long time uh and then they got those late goals lost to everton last week how are we feeling about Adam Mark Hughes, I mean, I, I know it's not fashionable to praise Mark Hughes because, well, it's Mark Hughes, but he's, he's done, a, I mean, in terms of not just your performance, but in terms of changing your image, um, I think he's done a really good job. I mean, the, the signings that he's made, he's taken a lot of risks in the transfer market, but almost all of them seem to have paid off. And um, I mean, your, your back four, back five aside, which, are, you know, is still pretty rigid. That front six is um, it's pretty exciting to watch. So how are you feeling about this season? Yeah, I'm not too worried at the moment because we have had a tendency under Hughes to start slowly. Last season, we didn't win for the first six games and, and finish ninth again. So I'm not too worried. And, and actually, performances have been OK. I thought the second half at Middlesbrough were excellent. The Man City game, as you mentioned, we were in the game, uh, you know, until late on when we were chasing. And that was a game that was punctuated by a couple of, well, two or three really big and quite controversial refereeing decisions. So that could have gone a different yeah, way. Good old Mike Dean. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You know, it wasn't Mike Dean. I remember Mike Dean doing something really similar when you, a couple of years ago, you lost at home to Newcastle. And he he did exactly the same thing with his kind of, you know, he took what, I mean, I, I'm all for stamping down on uh, and fighting back against kind of penalty box grappling. But then you seem to have referees periodically go rogue who just decide that this is the game for them to... Uh, make a name for themselves, I guess, stand above the crowd and, and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm the one who's going to give these decisions for innocuous offences. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't rate Mike Dean as a referee, but in his defence, he obviously gave one for and against Stoke in that game. Yeah. He then gave another one last weekend. Mm -hmm. So if that's the directive to clamp down on it, then, then great, you know, and everybody's got to stop doing it and, that, and that's absolutely fine. Punish those that, that grapple or hold or block. That's fine. The problem is... Well, A, is it going to be maintained throughout the season? Because we've seen, you know, purges before when it lasts for two or three yeah. games and then gets forgotten about. Purge and B, is the right is, word, actually. Exactly yeah. the right word. Yeah. And, and also, is it going to be consistent? Because there was one in your game, of course, that, you know, got people talking against Liverpool. Um, and I do get the, the sort of idea that referees find it a lot more difficult to give these borderline calls in the high-profile matches. So it's whether... The referees have got the, the guts, really, to stamp down in, in every game. So that's what we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, it's been frustrating from our point of view I so far. It, well, I mean, that, that game, I, I, I watched the, the first hour of it. And, and the, the, second, the, the penalty that you were given, I mean, I understand the, the, the logic of a referee who's given one an offence of a similar nature earlier in the game yeah. and then feels compelled to even it up. But you just think that if you're going to punish this, you have to punish the actual offences, not kind of... Because with all due respect to Raheem Sterling, Raheem Sterling is not a notorious penalty box wrestler. I mean, he's not. No. He's, he's not Marouane Fellaini. Is what I'm trying to say. And, and you just I think th that's not a foul. That is. I think. Know. I think the idea behind giving that as a foul. Cause I, was, I don't know if you watched goals on Sunday the next day, but they were talking about it. Um, and although he didn't, he didn't grab Shawcross or tugging his shirt or anything like that. He he didn't make an attempt to play the ball. So his no, role at that, that corner yeah. was, was to stop Shawcross's run, which you see a lot of 
and that is why he gave it. But personally, I would rather have seen no penalties in that game. You've already yeah. said that you're you're quite happy to have a clamp down. I, I'm a little bit the other side, to be honest. I think that, that I've spoke to a lot of footballers over the years about this because I'm quite interested in it because Stoke have you know, been quite high profile <laughs> yeah. in, in this respect. So I always like to ask people about it, um, what they think. And, and hand on heart, not one of them has ever said that it's a problem. I, I remember speaking to Kevin Davis about it and he said, you know, and he's a striker and, and he said, look, it's, it's part of the game. What yeah. people forget or what they're not noticing is, is what the striker's doing. And he'll be, you know, backing in, stamping on toes, holding onto shorts. And I think people in the game, the actual players, accept that and they don't mind it. So my point of view is that most of it should go unpunished. It's only when it's really blatant that someone holds the shirt and, and stops him from getting ahead of that it should be punished. But, you know, that's, that's a debate for another day, I suppose. Well, I suppose actually the way to look at it maybe is that if you think about how many times, you know, a, a team has a corner and a referee gives a defensive foul, gives a foul on yeah. the defender, and you just think, I, I suppose if... if if as much attention was paid to that and kind of some of the really meagre um, offences that are penalised, it would look a little bit more fanciful, I think. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it's baffling. I mean, the referees, you know, the, the, obviously we, we know that kind of um, goalkeepers are a protected species now and any, any contact of any kind is, is, a, is a free kick. Um, but also any, any sort of, any attempt by a forward to sort of manoeuvre a defender, I guess, is, is pretty, pretty quickly um, whistled for. Yeah. Um, okay, the other thing, well, I've got a bone to pick with you actually before we get on to Tottenham. Mate, around the what was the Britannia Stadium, what is the deal with? I mean, you, you go there, it's quite a, quite a funny place to go to because um, I went up last year for the um, for well, earlier this year actually, um, for, for our game then, and there's nothing around the stadium except a harvester, yeah, literally nothing. I is, there, there must be some kind of local ordinance of some kind to address that hopefully tell me that there well is. we've been there nearly 20 years now <laughs> and they still haven't solved it so this is the problem with so many of these new it's not particularly new now but these new stadiums that out have been moved out stadiums. of towns yeah. and you know into a ridiculous location on the top of a hill which means that the football a lot of the time <laughs> is massively affected by wind it, it is an awful location anyway and then to add that there was absolutely nothing around the stadium when we first moved so yes bits and bobs have been added the harvester there's a power league up there um, a, a volvo showroom as well somewhere around yeah there. There's, lots, there's lots of car showrooms if you yeah. want to buy a new car but in terms of uh you know creating an atmosphere before a match you, you you're going to struggle I'm afraid. I know if you come on the train, um, they'll send you to the students' union, and then you can get a bus from there if that helps to anyone planning on going this weekend. Yeah. But yeah, if if you're driving and, and looking for for a drink or two before the before the match, you, you are going to struggle. The power league's okay, but it, it, it's small, and the harvester I can't say I've ever been in, so I couldn't comment on that. But yeah, it's not great at all. Well, it's just a harvester. <laughs> it's, it's what you know to be a harvester. Um, the other thing is that I um. I'm aware that I, I was speaking to a local and he was telling me um, in quite vague terms about the kind of the plot of land um, that used to house your old ground and, and how it hasn't really been repurposed. Is there any, um, what's the backstory with that? Yeah, well, it's right along the side of the, uh, the A500, which is the, the main dual carriageway on the approach to the stadium. Um, and yeah, as, as, he, as he says, it's just, it's just wasteland now which is a massive shame because that's in, in Stoke Town Centre. 
you know, where there, there used to be a real hive of activity before a match and, and unfortunately it's been left to die. Uh, there has been recent plans in the last two or three weeks actually to build houses on there, but we've had we've heard so many plans over the years that, that haven't come to fruition that I don't think anyone's getting too excited. I, mean, I have to say, you might not like me to say it, but what Arsenal have done at Highbury Actually, no, I do love saying it. It's fantastic. I'd love to see something like that that, you know, commemorates what was there before. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it has just been left to die. So unless you like... like... Even in the kind of, in, even with outside of a football context, it kind of, it, it just seems like a, a bit of a waste of land. It's, it's, it's curious because it's sort of one of the, it traditionally, obviously, it's kind of a building block to, to moving to a stadium. Because you, you sell off the land and it gets repurposed as housing or parking or shopping or you know something like that but it's um it's it's just it just seemed like a bit of life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, okay, so we play you Saturday three o'clock. Um, obviously, our, our, I think our result back in April was a little bit of a false economy because you your players were quite obviously physically spent by then. Um, and I don't know your, your season has sort of petered out, and uh, we, we kind of ran away with it. Although we did play quite well, uh, what do you think of this week? What do you think? Uh, what do you? What do you, uh, what are you expecting? Uh, I certainly don't think it'll be four nil. We were. Absolutely stricken with injuries at the time, particularly at the back. Um, Shea given a goal as well. Yeah, well, he Shea Given's <laughs> probably going to be in goal again. Yeah. yeah, Jack Butland's you know out, out for ten to twelve weeks by the sounds of it, which is a massive blow because he's, he's a great he's a great he keeper. Really Jack, is. yeah, he's brilliant. Um, but Shea Given had a decent game at Everton, so he's probably the least of worries at the moment. Um, Glenn Johnson, believe it or not, has been, has been a massive loss for us. Somebody that can get up and down the right flank. Um, so he probably is going to miss out again, which is a shame. But Jeff Cameron came in to centre-half um, at Everton alongside Shawcross and really improved us. So it'll be interesting to see if he keeps his place or whether Martin Zindy comes straight in. But either way, I think we'll be we'll be much more solid at the back than we were uh, the last time we played you. Apart from that, we, we've had massive problems despite all the, the creative plays that we've got. We've had massive problems actually creating chances. You know, we've, we've tried various different strikers up front and although probably none of them are, are what we need to push forward, I've got a lot of sympathy for them because none of them actually get the chances. Despite having Borian and Shakiri and Arnautovic, uh, you know, and Bula behind them, we, we don't create chances. So what will be really interesting to see is whether Bonnie makes chances himself, whether by dropping off and holding the ball 
and allowing people to come past him. You know, we create chances in that way or whether he just makes better runs. Maybe it's, it's the runs that haven't been good enough. So I'm really interested to see how much uh, better we look going forward with, with Bonnie up there. Oh, he's, I, I mean, from what I... Okay, let's, let's take the Man City part of his career out of the equation because, you know, it was what it was. When he was at Swansea, I mean, I remember thinking that... I mean, he's, he's a good finisher, we know this, and he does make good runs. But I, one of the strengths of his game is, is being able to, to take the ball deep, and that's sort of, not deep, but sort of 30 yards from goal, and not only hold the ball up, but use it quite imaginatively as well. For a guy that is often yeah. reduced to just a big physical focal point, he's actually very, I mean, he's exceptional technically. Um, yeah, well, I'd like to think that the, the Stoke side of today isn't too dissimilar to that Swansea side that he played. Yeah, and and, yeah. and you're, you're absolutely right that he, he he is very good with his back to goal. And that's what we've lacked because Mam Juve, I'm a big fan of in terms of his finishing ability uh, inside the six yard box and his, his ability to get into those positions. But he's not great with his back to goal. It bounces off him a lot. And then we've had a player like Crouch, who's great with his back to goal, but maybe hasn't got the legs to get into the box. So we've got a mixture of abilities, but Barney hopefully has got you know a good all-round game. So I think we'll offer a lot more threat this weekend. Um, but of course, it, it's it's his first game, so we don't know how quickly he's going to he's going to settle in. So I don't quite know what to expect. Also, has played football, of course. I mean, no, lately, he, I mean, he, he might. Um... I'd imagine he'd probably start from the bench. I hoping he would. I mean, you, you're a different proposition with him in the side. So I kind of, you know, be delighted not to see him, <laughs> not to see him start. <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid to say I think he probably will start just on the basis that Crouch came in for the last game after Juve had started the first two. Crouch didn't do himself any favours. So we're kind of back to who's going to start this week. It could be Juve, but I, I've got a feeling it'll be Barney, particularly because Juve's been away. Uh, on international duty so i've got my fingers crossed that it'll come straight in but i'm sure you're feeling a little bit differently yeah okay well um i'll press you for a score then a prediction um i mean you you you've not started too well from what i've seen in terms of performances we've we been have spent 30 million quid on musa sosoku though so we're a complete <laughs> oh i'm I sure you... I, can't, I can't even finish that without laughing okay yeah I'll you know carry what? on Mark. sorry lots of first fans aren't particularly happy about that but I think he's a good player. I know he didn't show it last season, but his is I spoke earlier about Mbulu and the ability to to carry the ball. He is unbelievably quick, Sissoko. And I think he has got that ability to carry the ball. So I, I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong, actually. Well, I, I don't think the Tottenham fans have any concern over his ability. I think that everyone readily accepts that he's very talented. But it's just that sort of this this weird assumption that, you know, simply stepping out of Newcastle cures what is quite obviously a bit of an attitude problem. Um, yeah, and given that that is now our club record transfer, um, it's a it's a hell of a player to take a gamble on. If you get the very best out of him, you know, thirty million will not look um, will will not look like a lot of money. But then, you know, he's twenty seven years old. I mean, you know, if he was a young young man, then you'd think, okay, there's still a little bit of immaturity which will grow out of. But you think, mm, okay, um, I don't know. I, I personally think he'll be gone within a year, but. Um, <laughs> that's a bold prediction. No, I just, I just, I just, I don't think. But Pochettino has a habit of, if someone doesn't, if doesn't, if someone doesn't conform to what he wants them to be, pretty quickly, he doesn't have a lot of patience for it. I mean, you you take one misstep with him, and you're done. Um, you know, it's the Andros Townsend thing, uh, the kind of um, uh, long lasting negative situation with Nabil Bentaleb, which has recently ended. You don't, you know, it's not a team that can carry a guy that you know likes to play when the sky cameras are on or when you yeah. know, when you're at home against Chelsea or Arsenal. 
you got to be a bit more than that for Pochettino. So I think he, you know, I, I hope, desperately hope I'm wrong, but you know, we'll see. So yeah, sorry, man, I cut off you mid prediction there. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to go for for a Stoke two on when purely on the on the basis that I do think we've we played better than performances of of uh, than results have suggested. I don't think Spurs have hit their stride yet, um, and with the two new signs, it should give the crowd a lift. So I, I think we might edge it this weekend, but I'm sure that's my heart getting in the way of my head there. No, no, I, I think that's fair. I mean, um, I'd say it will end in a draw, but I um I you know I can see you winning that game. I mean, just. You know, you've got a performance in you, like you say, and uh, yeah, we're not we're not quite where we need to be yet. But early days. All right, Mark. Thank you very much for your time. Won't take up any more. No time. problem. Cheers, matey. Cheers. Thank you very much, Mark. Sorry, I I, I didn't mean to come across as one of those snarky Cockney bastards um, that says stuff about the shit hole you live in. No, no, no. I, sorry. Thank you very much for uh, for providing us with some chat there i'm digging this hole this is bad isn't it we have a little we we have a little brief chat about town planning in stoke so i graze the surface mark's actually stoke being a bit of a weird I, I have no i have no as per your request Jack. Mark. yeah I think mark's very nice man um don't you have to have been with like born within the sound of bow bells to be calling yourself a cop well yeah but it's it's just like a euphemism for all londoners nowadays isn't it you know i was sort of translating for for anyone outside of London that seems to think that oh, everyone's right. a Cockney when we're not like Cockneys are tossers. Cockneys all vote you, Kip. Um, <laughs> that's good. Sounds good like a T-shirt. <laughs> um, what are we going to talk about now? We're going to talk about the Champions League group, weren't we? Because I, I vetoed that chat last week. Um, Monaco. We played them already. It seems a bit boring, doesn't it? We should beat them. You reckon? It is quite Europa yes. League, our Champions League group, isn't it? It is, but I don't think... I, I personally, I like, I sort of, you know, me me being me, what am I like? I uh, I put out some, you know, <laughs> obviously inflammatory tweets around the time about, you know... Women's rights. Spurs. Spurs, <laughs> well, not not that on this occasion. <laughs> the Spurs fans uh, <laughs> celebrating. Celebrating the fact that we essentially got a Europa League group whilst we were in the Champions League for the first, well, for the second time in our existence, really. Um, Champions League being not the same as the old European Cup. And it didn't go down very well, obviously. Um, But at the same time, there is a point there. I think it was a bit weird to kind of celebrate not getting Barcelona or not getting Bayern Munich or something. Um, it would have been nice to have one of those draws. But do you think we're at, we're, we're actually at risk, perhaps, of feeling like we're just going to walk this group? Because it's still... All of the teams are kind of there or thereabouts our level, right? They'd all still be a, a top-half Premier League team, wouldn't you say? These are sort of teams that we'd usually get knocked out by in the like, quarter-final at Europa League. Um, exactly. But yeah, the fact we get to play them twice and, and sort of it's not as a as high-pressure game or a one-off than you'd expect us to do as a tad better, hopefully. Um, there's some worry about sort of how used to and how um, able we will be to play at Wembley because there's there's concerns about the the turf there and sort of the size of the pitch is obviously a lot bigger than it will be. It's fucking massive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the, there is a lot. Um, but you know, you you've the, there's two ways of looking at it really because 
if there's there's the teams that are in the Champions League a lot, and they like having a shit group because they have uh, you know. Uh, want to progress whereas because we've not been in it as much there's still a novelty factor there for us than the that there isn't for teams that are, are in it and it's become a sort of a an expectation and, and sort of a minimum requirement to to get through the group at the very least so for us to want a bigger team at this stage i don't think is wrong but this gives us a chance to sort of maybe bypass that touristy stage of sort of going oh this is this is fun and just trying to make ourselves feel a bit more at home in the competition than we were have done otherwise we can without having arrogance and without taking them too lightly we can still look at them and go you know what these are these are teams that we can beat and we can sort of get a bit of a role on in in the competition without struggling too much which is 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 no bad thing but i don't think there's a there's a there's a such thing as a as an easy or a or a bad draw in in champions league you you just take what you get that we could have quite easily been in one of them groups with Real Madrid and Dortmund and whatnot, and you'd have had everyone sort of, you know, going out. Oh, it'll be nice until January when we're back out of it. So it's um, it's one of those things you, you sort of live with what you get. Really, it's there's no point worrying about it too much because it ain't going to change anymore. It's kind of amazing how we managed to avoid so many teams, though, wasn't it? Because given like we were in part oh, it's three, a six, mate. It's a and, six, you know. Oh, mate, did you have you guys seen that video what, of Ian Rush um, putting the ball down? It, it, yeah, that was really weird. I mean, I'm not really a kind of conspiracy. Ian Rush could open the ball, so um, if you get Ian Rush you know, to, but, to rig your draw, I think he's going to fuck it up anyway. They probably rigged it so that Tottenham got the shit out group yeah. and he fucked it up. <laughs> so to watch the man fumble around like he's got fucking dyspraxia trying to open that ball, I don't think he's he's clever enough to do anything. That was conclusive. All right. <laughs> I, ju- I, was, I was just. I, I had that to was, watch that was a bit of a drop mic there, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I, yeah, fucking rush. I, I, yeah. I had to watch that right early in the morning or something in America and I had it on my laptop and that and it was sort of like, I just wanted it to pass quickly so that I could get on with my day. Instead, I had to watch Ian Rush fumble about with it. It was really fucking annoying. Imagine it's fun if you, you know, sat at work with not better to do, but when you're on holiday and just wanted to see who you've got in the bloody group stages, I just, uh, my, my, I'm not famed for my patience and Ian Rush very much tested it that day. And I'm clearly not over it. <laughs> yeah, no. no yo, that's, that is <laughs> this still is your son moment. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him, Rush. <laughs> oh, he was quite oh, a good God, player. An excellent Rush He was quite a good player, Ian Rush. Seminal bit of Baines. I only just remember him. Tail, tail, very tail end of his career, but I remember him being decent. He had that weird spell when he went when he left Liverpool and we went to uh, Leeds and Newcastle. And uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Newcastle. He went to Leeds. It was Barnes and uh, Stuart Pearce who went to Newcastle, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah Rush had a, a season at Didn't Leeds. Ian Rush, weird. Ian Rush, um, have a transfer away from the Premier League abroad and said it was just like playing in a different country. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> it? I, it, it, that's an urban myth. Oh, really? Apparently, I read an article played, about this. Was it yeah, Milan? He, um, he played for didn't he for a bit? Uh, I think he went to Ju- Juventus. Okay. Uh, I think. Um, but yeah, no, that, I, that that's a bit of a um, as that's the kind of Ian Rush's equivalent of um, uh, you know, Marco Buga's going to live in a caravan. It's all a kind of like a, it's just been accepted as the truth, which is just it's all it's all bollocks. Do you ever remember um, this? This would be before your time, Rod. Do you remember one of the old Championship Managers games? Uh, so when Marco Bugas would always retire at the start of the game. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was like 97, 98 maybe. But like one of the first yeah, messages be, uh, would yeah. always be Bugas retires or... That was... Uh, 
I just remember that. In yeah. the same in the same vein uh, that Taribo West was always available on a free and always turned into the best left back in the game. Yeah, and Robbie Keane was one of the best forwards that the game has ever seen. How old was Taribo yeah. West in the game? Uh, probably, well, this 20, would have been probably mid-20s. Yeah, 26, 27 like or so. So he's actually about 40 in real life then. <laughs> it, it was just, I think it was just <laughs> after, was, it, was he at PSG? I wanted to say. Yeah, he was everywhere, Taribo West. He's a fucking good player in that game. Can't really remember that much of him in real life, to be honest. Um, Kim Karlstrom was always a good player back in the day as well, and that. I remember him. He always used to no. be at Leon on one of the brilliant Pro Evos. It was like five or six. Um, and he just his left foot would always ping it about. It was around the same time they had Janinho as well, which was uh, peak Leon. Uh, back when they were in the Champions League semi-finals and that, and he'd just fucking put ball in the postage stamp from anywhere on the pitch as long as it was dead. We've we've uh, we've got to say one thing, Raj, um, and that is, I, I don't know, it's, it's it's almost like a clandestine thing that Seb and I have had going on because we've I guess we've been a bit scared about your reaction, but I'm, I'm just it? gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna face up to it. Wait, 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 what are you about to do? What are you about mate, to do? Pez, it's good, it's back. Oh right. Pez oh, twenty seventeen, mate. mate. Better, better, better than good. Pez twenty seventeen. Have you played the demo yet, Raj? Pez No, I haven't. What have Pro you been Evo playing 20... on the PlayStation oh, right. without me? No, no, no. Just purely we because well, on twenty sixteen we did because you said it was shite and you weren't interested in it. But, no, no, I, mean, I, I never said it. it was shite. I said it was getting. You called it a fucking cartoon. Yeah, exactly. On some you said look, or some. Yeah, I remember right. Some, it doesn't look very good, but it, it's a lot closer to being back to where it should have been. Yeah. But I S- mate, still prefer seventeen. Seventeen is that like seventeen is fucking. Well, I've, I've played the demo. Uh, that's it. Admittedly, I have no qualms with yeah. uh, with uh, with uh, Pro Evo getting back to where it should be. But last year was it was sort of it was almost there, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, I'd agree was, with that. But it's still fun. It's good fun. It, I I I I still I prefer 2016 to FIFA much. The thing is, it. like I, I I don't really. Feel, I'm gonna buy both of them. I'm I'm obviously gonna buy FIFA 17 and now yeah, PES 17 because yeah. I appreciate them for different reasons. I do like I I I love PES's like tin pot charm. I do like the fact it's not as shiny and it's. You know, you, you, the kits aren't right, the names aren't right. But there's something about that, that, weirdly enough, that I don't know, maybe it's just a bizarre sort of nostalgia that I quite like about that. Um, I think it, it kind of irritates me that some of the teams are licensed and some aren't. It's like, just don't bother. You know, if you haven't got all of them, don't bother. Uh, Jack, I've got news on this, Jack, oh, by go. the way. I, um, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that I had a little bit of a Google about what's in uh, PES 2017. And um, apparently... Instead of the old thing where, like, you remember the like the sort of the the PlayStation Two versions where, you know, PES would come out and and, and you'd have to spend like half a day editing in everything and yeah, you know, yeah. adjusting Aaron Lennon's speed and making him the size, you know, that stuff. Well, now um, you can apparently you just download stuff off a of main server. So That's like only on your computer, you he, won't be able to do that on your PS Four. No, apparently also you, you you can you can do um you can download kits from the you know on um you know on Rugby League Live, yeah. Raj where you can download players that are being created by other people. Yeah, yeah you can do that on PES now. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. But uh, what, yeah, what, what I would cool. say, though, the thing I still do like about... I mean, FIFA's gameplay is still decent enough. It it was waning a little bit last year, I felt. Um, but it's still decent enough. But, you know, 
the slick presentation is nice. And I don't think you need to be ashamed of just appreciating it on a really shallow level like that, that it's got proper commentary, proper Premier League presentation. I never use the commentary on FIFA. I always turn it off and listen to music. Um, I, d- I do after a bit. I like it for a bit. Though. I don't know. It adds something to it. But then if I'm playing against like you lot, I'll turn it off. No, I, mm. I I I can't listen to it. I don't I don't uh, I don't like it. But um, I, with FIFA for me, I think the how good Pro Evo got is what sort of kicked its ass back into shape. Because I remember that the couple like there were a, a good few years where I didn't buy any from sort of like two thousand and one to two thousand and seven, maybe. I didn't buy any out. That was sort of the my Pro Evo period. Sort of. Yeah, FIFA was just, shite then, though. That's yeah. the thing. It awful. was it was terrible, absolutely awful. But I think it it got back to it. They're, they're closer now than perhaps they've ever been. Um, and you're you're right in saying it's two ways of of approaching um, the same thing. But it's I, um, I quite like the look of that like that hunter story mode that they've got in the new feature. Oh, it'll be, it'll they've be nicked s- that off um, NBA Two K. Um, is that another EA the, game? It's not EA, is no, it? It's Two K. Two K. Yeah. Which is I, I think that will end up being fucking nasty. Probably, but uh, it's like, something a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, at least they're trying, I guess. That's, yeah, but, um, that, that was peak disappointed dad, that Seb. <laughs> no, um, yeah, well, they're trying, you know. Fucking hell. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a loyal man, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with FIFA for now, and then I'll obviously, I'll, I'll see how Pro Evo is, and if it's, especially if you two are playing on it. I'll, um, no, download the demo, yeah, Raj. Like, seriously, we, that's what we've been playing. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. So, it's it's uh, good fun. It is good fun. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so he has no, he has no trust. No, does he? he doesn't. Doesn't like change. He just doesn't like being than, told what to yeah. do. That's all it no, is. No, he's not. He's not wrong. He doesn't, does, he doesn't no. like being told things. No, that's the thing about. I don't trust these fucking Southerners with their pro evolution. What 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 Raj needs to have done is really is see on the you know the little PlayStation Four thing where it tells you what people are doing. He he, the the natural journey for this was for him to see Seb Seb and Ussie they're playing, fuck they're playing pro evo and then in his own (laughs) quiet little space in his own quiet little space download the demo have a play. Come to terms, and then with just it. one day yeah. be like, lads, I, I played the Pro Evo demo the other day. Actually, we should, uh, you, you two should maybe get it. Acting like he hasn't seen us playing yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And then we can all play it, and then we'd be like, oh yeah. And, and he'd have that 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 air of being kind of the That's trendsetter it. within the group, and he'd like that. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I know that. I know there's yeah. the psychology. You thought that you thought that out pretty nicely, Jack. Nice one. Which is, a, I think that's <laughs> why Jack Jack hoped that would have happened, but uh, I'm not. No, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have a crack and, and see what's what. I do trust you two, somewhat. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. Um, no, you don't. Um, not like you trust Creasy. Whoever Creasy is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> strange coming. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> strange coming out of your mouth. Yeah, it does. It took me by surprise, and I was like, hang on, just. So I've been chatting to Creasy right. as well or something. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll be in our fucking group and he'll just yeah. mention Creasy yeah. all the time as if, like, just to, yeah. to rub it in our face. Classic that I've got friends. Fr- yeah, classic Sykesy, that one. with his other friends. Classic Sykesy. Yeah. Sykesy yeah. as well, you it's know. I always... feel like I know Sykesy. Well, no, it's because what happens is, because obviously we're so close, like, if something happens and sort of it's something worth sharing, I don't ever want to take credit from yourself and go, oh, look what I found or look what's happened. I'll go, oh, you know, try and make you two laugh or what have you. I'll, not, I'll just stop trying with you two if you're going to turn on me and sort of, you know, have a go. I'll, I'll leave it alone. 
Who's having yeah, a go? Man, you're going to spend more time with Sykes increasing. Yeah. Me and me and Sykes rest. and Ryan are going for dinner tomorrow night, and I'm glad you two aren't going to be there. No, you're not. Mm. Yeah, we are. Don't you say that. Same pro evolution of soccer <laughs> together. Yeah. No, um, no, uh, yeah. I've I've always wanted um, us to get leads in a cup while we're doing this podcast, so I can have Creasy on because uh, you two will piss yourselves when you hear him. Because if you think I'm Dower and Northern, then you've got another thing coming. Imagine being a Leeds fan during that period and having to grow up with that. that that's that's you okay, know, no. that'll break you as a man. Um, any films? I've, I've seen quite a few films this week actually. Um, I saw I saw Cafe Society, which I, I liked. It's better than sort of the last couple, which are a shame because I always want the Emma Stone ones to be really good because I like Emma Stone. Which, by the way, everyone's been falling over themselves sort of. Over La La Land, which I'm really looking forward to. That Damien Chazelle, Chazelle mm. film, who made uh, Whiplash, I really want to watch that. Emma Stone and Gosling can't go wrong, apart from Gangster Squad, which was dog shit, but still. Oh, mate, Gangster Squad was terrible. yeah, it was awful. Um, but yeah, so I, I really want to watch that because apparently it's um, it's really good. But um, no, I like Cafe Society. You know how Woody Allen, when he's not in a film, just sort of mm. somebody acts as Woody Allen, Jesse Eisenberg, because he's naturally sort of awkward and and, and shit is um, is actually quite good at that. Um, and he wrote a female character, which is essentially just Christian Stewart, so she doesn't have to do anything apart from be herself, which works well. It's the I've first time I've, I've, yeah. first time I've ever seen Blake live in. Yeah, it is. It's worth seeing, especially if you like the the Woody Allen thing. And uh, Blake Lively's in it, and she's actually I actually quite enjoyed. Her little thing. I, I quite liked her his his film about Rome. What well, I can't remember what it was called. Something like just like in Rome or something like that. To Rome um, with love. But that that got panned. But I I thought that was. Perfectly all right. I liked um, my favourite one because he did those where essentially he just wanted to go on holiday in Europe. Uh, yeah. didn't he, where he did those few. Um, my favourite out of those was um, Midnight in Paris, the one where with Owen Wilson, which is saying something. Um, but he, you know, where he's the writer and he's mm. writing a novel, and every night at midnight he goes into a bar and it's sort of all the uh, the old writers and stuff, and he's hanging around with Hemingway and all that sort of stuff. I, I like that one just because it's one of those you know strange Woody Allen one where he's he's pulled a script out of his drawer and gone, you know what, let's let's do this and retrofit it in Paris. And yeah, right. It's um, yeah, it's it's quite fun. I don't mind it. It's got a Michael Sheen in it playing a knobhead, which he does really well. Although every time you see him interviewed, he comes across as a, an incredibly nice man. He does, he, he just he just seems to be able to act as a as a dick. You know, he's with Sarah Silverman. Really? Is he yeah. really? I thought she was uh, she was uh, dating uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, not Jimmy Fallon. Uh, or no, Jimmy they were married. Yeah. Well, they, they broke. They broke up now. Yeah, that was Jim, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, that was Jimmy. Yeah, Kimmel. that was a long time ago. I think. Um, oh, you know, yeah. I think they're together now, yeah. Which I, I thought at first I thought it was an odd couple, but they seem to seem to be quite far along apparently. I saw okay. uh, I saw sausage party. <laughs> you almost <laughs> say that as a, a sort of uh, ashamed of yourself. No, uh, it you know it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. I mean, I was sort of ashamed of myself because after the the concerns I voiced last week about you know the way they treated their animators, but. I was perfectly upfront about the fact I'd uh, probably go and watch it, go against my principles, um, and watch it. But it's you know, it's not great. It's not bad. It's it's exactly what you'd expect. You know, it's like it's seventy eight minutes of cock and fanny jokes, basically. Rule the roost podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's all right. People, I'd love this to be seventy eight minutes. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Um, I also saw Morgan. That was a good film. 
I got I enjoyed the it. Kate Mara film. Sorry? Kate Mara. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Ridley Scott's son, Luke Scott. It's his first film. Um and I think it's there's probably a bit playing against it, the fact that, you know, some of the sort of the eyes rolling criticism I've seen is like, oh, but it was hard for him to get that gig. But <laughs> which is, you know, perfectly <laughs> valid in some finest. respects. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, fair enough, you know, the the lad still made a film. And it's all right. You you would liken it straight away to Ex Machina. It's it's very similar to that. And well, it's it, also it sort of that by um is it testing a robot to see if it's a human or ex- not? That sort of exactly thing. that. But it's it's not so it's not strictly a robot and it's not strictly AI. It's they've they've essentially managed to create like artificial DNA. Um so they've they've managed to I, 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 the the easiest way I could put it is probably like create like an artificial sperm that's been able to inseminate like a, a human egg kind of thing. So it's it's I, I don't know it's strange. It's it's I'm surprised religious types haven't been up in arms about this. It's yeah it's some kind of thing like that, and it's it's just it's, so it's sort of a synthetic human in a way but so there's 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 an air of there's an air of like blade runner about it which is almost a bit of a homage to daddy and his work as well um and it's it, i don't know it's it's good it's a perfectly enjoyable film there's plenty to think about it it's just all the all the films that it's going to be compared to are better than it you know and that that's where it kind of falls down um but on its own individual merit it's a, it's a perfectly enjoyable film you know, there's some good performances in there. There's a great cast, really good, really fucking good cast actually. Um, so I would, I would, I would give it three, three out of five. I have a we real don't problem with rate them. our films, do we? But I quite no, like I have that. a problem with five star ratings because I don't think you can actually like. I feel like three is too high to be a yeah, middling thing. Mean. Like I much, yeah, I much scale. prefer ten. Yeah, ten, it? you can sort of get a gauge. Yeah. There's, there's a a huge difference between a six and a six, seven. Six on a out ten. of ten, then. Yeah, yeah, ten. you know. But uh, no, I won't having a go six, at you. Six just, trunks um, out of ten. <laughs> it's just yeah. when I see them in film because I, I don't know what to make of them. I know each magazine and whatnot sort of, um, you know, gives it their own meaning, which I, I don't like. I think if you've got a star rating, it should be sort of universal, <laughs> meaning what it does. Um, but yeah, that, that, it just gets on my nerves, especially in football as well. I think there's no no more thankless task than having to be someone that goes to a football match and by the end of it, all you produce is fucking out of ten rating because it doesn't actually fucking mean anything. Do, do you know it can bore off? There are people. There are people that actually do that. They they they, they don't. They go. They don't produce any any actual pros. Just, they I know just the fucking twenty numbers. Yeah, it's, it's I, had, I had no idea that that happened. But it in uh, in in yeah. out of ten ratings yeah. as well. What can bore off is decimal points as well. Nah, yeah. not allowed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When people are like, well, seven point two out of ten. Fuck off, mate. No. It's absolute yeah. cop out. That it's six, yeah. seven, or eight. Choose. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I'm glad that we've put the world to rights as far as that comes. <laughs> And I'm also I'm going to see Hell or High Water. I've got a preview, advanced preview ticket to see that tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm, I, I want to watch that. So I am. <laughs> I'm um, gonna. I want to watch it. <laughs> have you caught up with the night of yet? Uh, I haven't as yet. No. I'm about to start watching that. Good. Is oh, it started oh, yeah, on uh, English wait. TV? Yeah. You, well, you can just download the whole oh. lot on uh, Sky on Demand. Happy days. So. Yeah. No. I uh, do it, mate. No. I, uh, I need to catch up with it. There's, there's loads to. No, I, 
Oh, I'm going to. I mean, I, I finished the second season of Narcos over the weekend, so I've got a, uh, I've got room in my viewing schedule now. Fucking hell, you're ahead of me on that one. No, mate, it's brilliant. Narcos. Really? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I watched it instead of the England game. Yeah. <laughs> Where you is your national much? pride, mate? Oh, fuck that. No you didn't miss much. No, no, no. Big fat Sam's big fat tram, mate. Get a climb aboard. <laughs> climb aboard. <laughs> Embrace no, it. No. Embrace it, lads. I'm staying wet, right on the platform. Embrace. I'm really looking forward no. to if we're, uh, TV. You know uh, Donald Glover? Um, who's the rapper Childish Gambino, who's in Community as well. Mm. Um, he's got a new TV series out on FX called Atlanta. Um, it's about the rap scene in uh, in the South, and it looks really good. Like all the uh, the the teaser trailer was um, got had Tim Impala playing over the top and stuff like that, and it's um, it looks really really good. Um, and I've always liked stuff he's done, uh, both acting and um, and. Uh, comedy and, and his rapping as well so i'm really looking forward to that it's i think it's like nine or ten episodes something like that probably be uh, ten nine would be weird are you gonna watch the get down Raz? is it Baz, i have a real I, I think i come out in highs whenever i anticipate anything that Baz Luhrmann does it, yeah right it's so like I, to me he ruined the gatsby like the great gatsby <laughs> I, 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 oh i really like i, 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 I just I don't like Baz Luhrmann. was it like parties around yours <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a, that was easy. Uh, no, but I no, I, I just I, I don't like him. I just I, I don't like his sensibility and the way he comes across and and shit like that. Because it's always the same sort of the same things, but with a different story. I, I, one of my mum's favourite films is the Moulin Rouge he did, and I can't I can't watch ten minutes of it. Well, I just, what oh, well, I, I didn't what know I that, will sorry. say, what I'll give Baz Luhrmann is that he. I don't know. It's it's a very strange type of cinema. It's a very theatrical form of cinema that he employs, right? It's it's very shiny and it's very. There's no. Uh, it it almost seems like he's not even attempting to have a realistic edge to it. He it's all about a big show with him. It's it's not about creating true to life cinema. It's about creating like a, a piece of entertainment, and it it's kind of wrapped up in those old fashioned sensibilities of you know. It, 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 life should be escaped from and when you're being entertained it should be like a piece of whatever you know something that's abstract from the day-to-day um so i I kind of i i i i rate him on that level because he manages to consistently present his films and work in that kind of fashion it just doesn't resonate with me to do that because you know i'm just too grindingly rooted in reality really to to want to (laughs) I just think it's I, I, believe in something. Yeah, no, <laughs> if he was better, fairy tales bore off, you know. If he was better at what he did, you would automatically suspend your reality um, and your belief in in what he's doing. But I, I, just, I just can't. It just doesn't wash with me, um, unfortunately. Um, Sunscreen was a bit of a tune. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the thing with Gatsby as well is if, if you're going to make a film about that book why would you put Tobey Maguire anywhere near it you know I have a real problem why would with you Toby just Maguire? make a film with Tobey Maguire Tobey Maguire doesn't act he's just himself in a film he only gets hired because he's Leonardo DiCaprio's friend I don't understand he, he, he really annoys me Tobey Maguire even the Spider-Man films it was what would it be like if Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man there's no acting there <laughs> he's a twat I don't. I don't want to cast any aspersions over his personality. I just no. You can't do it, mate. No, no. You, if you're gonna, if you're gonna start calling <laughs> the man out, you got, you got to go the whole way. He's terrible at what he does professionally. 
I'm happy to say that. He may be a nice yeah, person. Yeah, he really needs to be coaxed over that line, didn't you, Raj? He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's awful. Um, right. just, those sort of actors who don't act and are just themselves, um, they're the ones that I fucking hate. Just when they're exactly the same and everything. You know, Ricky Gervais and, and shit like that. I hate Ricky Gervais. Absolutely that film's actually been uh, received fairly well, um, which I'm surprised by. It's all right. No, Jack warned me off it's... it. Jack, Jack was. Well, know, I, you know. I don't know if I warned you off it. I just sort of. Well, you, you were, you gave me. I mean, you told me yeah. what to expect, and uh, you were quite blunt with with um, your description. It's it's perfectly enjoyable, but at the same time, as you know, there's nothing, there's nothing in there that, you know they haven't already covered in in the office really like the story arc the story arc in this film is essentially what they established over two seasons series even in the office that and that's it you know so the payoff is just cheap at the end of the the brent film because you don't feel like they've earned it they sort of they they paint him as this really awkward kind of unpleasant egotistical narcissistic character uh, and then at the end of it, you're suddenly supposed to think like, well, you know, it hasn't worked out for him, so we should all feel sorry for him and realise that actually he's an all right bloke. But they d- they don't earn that. They, they, they don't. They, and you're, I think you're expected too much to remember what David Brent was like in the television series. However, mm. however, I I still enjoyed it. I thought it was perfectly, you know, it was perfectly all right. It's not the best thing ever. You've um, not stopped singing Gypsy Woman to Charlotte since you've watched the song. The, I, 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 the songs were a, a, a bit bizarre. I think, like, there's that air of, like, not, again, not to jump on the whole kind of, you know, new era of outrage culture and all this kind of thing. There's, like, some of the songs, I think Gervais pushed it a bit. I think he 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 toyed he because he obviously likes to toy with that line of you know everything's PC gone mad nowadays you can't say anything you can't do any comedy about offending people and I I think it's important to remember that at times that you know some things are going to be offensive and that shouldn't mean that you can't say it though however there is a line when things are just out yeah just to qualify that if there's some thought that's been put into it and you can kind of see the intention behind it and it it's not just said for the sake of it that, you know, if something's offensive but at least some thought of sorts has been put into it, you can kind of understand it if there's at least a bit of intellect behind the decision to make a comment that is, say, offensive on a certain level. Um, however, there's like there's one song in particular about like the disabled in this where you're like, ah, you 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 really are just like there's nothing clever about this. You're just making fun of people in wheelchairs and stuff, and it's kind of like just a bit crass, you know. But that's kind of Gervais's shtick now, isn't it? To to sort of push it as much as he can. Um, it's kind of his substitute for originality. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's I mean, I, I don't want to be unkind, but it just sort of he, yeah, it's just that 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 seems to be a kind of that that's his go-to area. When I mean, because I, I, I don't think I've I've really enjoyed anything he's done. Did you uh, not even like the office? The office. No, no, since oh, the right, office. I, was say I mean, that. I um, but then he, you know, a, a, a lot of the office. I mean, I think Jack and I have said this. A lot of the office depended on the supporting cast. Um. Because 
if you just strip Brent back to being Brent, it's quite a, I don't know quite sure what the word is for it, but it's a, um, I think what, yeah. what, what it feels it was to me, Keith. Like, well, <laughs> what, it, what it feels to me, I think, I, I do think with regards to him, one, one place I will stick up for Gervais is I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of revised history when it comes back to the, to the office when people say, oh, it was all merchant, you know, and I don't agree with that. I don't think I, that's yeah, fair. I, I don't, I don't think that can either. Be fair. I think I they were. I think I can imagine very much, and you you can see it here in this film. You can see Merchant's absence and what that has meant for the writing versus how the old office was. Because fund, I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, fundamentally, the character." I think one of the criticisms I've seen is that fundamentally the character of Brent and the way it's approached in the film is different. And it was more outlandish than it was this and it was that. And I don't agree with that. I think Brent was still the same character. But it's like you say, Seb, there was a lot of the, the supporting humour around him um, that I can imagine someone like Merchant did bring to the table that helped kind of place Gervais in... Uh, not Gervais, well, yeah, might as well be. I, you know, Placed Brent within... Uh, a. a I guess a stronger foundation. Whereas in this, w- without Merchant's influence there, it was just Gervais going free reign, and it was Brent, 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 and that was it. And there was there was none of that kind of subtlety yeah, there, where yeah. it was almost like you can imagine. Well, normality, no, Jack, yeah. though, because because Brent, Brent in the original Office, Brent is the least believable of all the characters. Whereas the other ones, within reason, they are all kind of staples of an Office environment. Um, okay, they've been exaggerated and kind of Frankenstein a little bit, but like that kind of that gave Brent his context. Whereas, you know, I, I don't want pure concentrated Brent for an hour and a half, which is what kind of which is what the film sounds like. Yeah, it, it, it is essentially that. That's it. You you can imagine there there are points where some of these jokes, like I said about the some of them that are that are just a bit too crass, that are a bit kind of clunky. You can imagine those are the kind of gags that like. In one of their writing sessions, Gervais would be like, I've had this idea, this happens X, Y, Z, and Merchant's like, mm. brilliant. However, just maybe shave that bit off at the end because suggesting that will be a lot funnier than actually saying that. And it's almost like that filter yeah, yeah, was yeah. gone. Um, I've completely constructed their writing process like <laughs> in my head there. But it's just from seeing the two... Yeah, but it's it's completely believable, though, isn't it? That is how I imagine it does happen. Because I mean, because the the, um, the, re- the other reason why I say this as well is for for all this kind of talk of like Merchant being the absolute powerhouse, the genius of this or that. What the fuck's he done since the office as well? Really? Yeah, that's fair. That's you very know? fair. They probably need each exactly. other. They're a kind so, of uh, Peter Taylor, Brian Clough kind of situation. Is the return of Curb Your Enthusiasm later this year, and later, or maybe next year when it comes oh, back? That's you, what's going to. Uh, that's what's going to make the world of comedy right again. Mate, do you know what's been an absolute fucking godsend for me? A late birthday present, early Christmas present. I didn't even realise there was a series five of season five of Louis. So oh, I, right. I just saw this you yesterday. I just it. downloaded it. Oh, no. And I was just like, fucking yes, that's me sorted. Like, new season of Louis that I didn't even know had come out. So Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was uh, last year. That's the last one he's he's going to do, apparently. Um, I'll save every minute of it then. Yeah, there's only like eight episodes, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there's a really good uh, episode I think with um, Michael Rappaport um, in there, which is um, probably one of the best ones. He's got quite like Michael Rappaport. Quite he's his, another uh, person that doesn't act, vodka. but he's just Michael Rappaport. But he's actually quite funny. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. he's got on uh, on Netflix. There's a new one of his uh, 
there's a new Louis C.K. stand-up show on uh, on Netflix at the moment as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, which... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, okay. Worth worth watching. He's... Did you get tickets for him when I sent you a link? No, I didn't know. He's fucking expensive. Oh, is it? I didn't know. Yeah, it was about... I think it's about 50 quid or so. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, really? I think they have to make it worthwhile, though, if they only come yeah. over once every couple of years. No, I, I mean, I understand logic. It's just I've, I've always... I've, exactly, I've seen him joke about this in one of his US ones when... He was saying that, like, you know, one of the criticisms he always hears is that, like, you know, his shows are too expensive, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, the only reason I make them so expensive is because I know, in the back of my mind, this is all finite. Like, I'm not going to stay this funny forever. I'm going to capitalise while I can. Yeah. And he's, he's just up front about yeah, it. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does yeah, weird yeah. stuff yeah, as well. Right. Like, he doesn't um, sell DVDs. Yeah. Um, he, he like don't he do like downloads directly from his website for, like, less than yeah. sort of the cost of printing dvds and all that sort of shit so he seems to care a little bit where that's concerned and, and all that sort of a business so it's um you can't attack the man too much he's you know he's got to feed his kids and whatnot at the end of the yeah. day i wouldn't and he's i don't know he's just he's i don't think he's in any way a charlatan i think he's a supremely talented i think he's one of the best in the business so i i let him do whatever he fucking wants to be honest yeah he's super talented yeah, yeah. um should we kill it there lads yeah, that was, that was a nice, yeah, nice chat. All right, let's do it there. So if you do want to listen to any of the previous episodes of all the race podcasts, you can do so on iTunes. I said iPlayer last year, last week, didn't I? <laughs> last um, year. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. I'm always tripping over myself, aren't I? Um, last, oh, Christ almighty. Listen to it on, on <laughs> iTunes. Internet. Acast. <laughs> follow us on Twitter, at RTR underscore pod. Go to our website, rtrpod.com. Come on, you space. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 